thanks for listening to Maniac Mashup. The episode's about to start. Are you ready? Here we go. copyright free and now I'm able to use it my sister gave me a bunch of advice on how to use GarageBand and start making some real quality improvements to the podcast here and it's super awesome Um, today I'm gonna talk about uh, my journey with ADHD and some of the struggles that I've had with it. I'm going to include some uh, some bits that I had for another topic, which was anger. Uh, but I all but basically scrapped that. Uh, it ended up becoming something that was a little bit more accusatory, and I just I didn't like it. So I figured I'd go with better stories for you guys today. Now some quick updates that I have. We have new cover art. Uh, some backtracking. Uh, should be almost faded out completely here and you know with that new cover art I I made some social media accounts Um, they're in progress of becoming better Uh, my wife is going to help me out with that and we're really just trying to improve the quality of everything and and really make this a podcast people like listening to we're going to just talk about a few things like uh, how I discovered my ADHD. You know, some of the things that I had done to myself uh, mentally um, pre and post discovery of, of all of it. And uh, I'm going to just kind of put myself in the mirror a little bit show you guys exactly how I am that's basically gonna be it I I realized I was going kind of fast through the uh, previous podcast and just trying to jam as much information as possible so I'm gonna just try to lay back a little bit just take my time (laughs) share some stories with you I do apologize if the uh, noises or anything in the background are distracting this week I'm just gonna I'm going to just let him roam and do his thing. Uh, So life with ADHD and how I'm championing those. uh, You know, I didn't realize that I had ADHD until I was 18 years old, 19 years old. 
I was living in Las Vegas till 2012. Uh, moved out of there, moved in with my dad. Uh, I was going through some things at the time, and I was getting less sleep than normal. Uh, for those of you who know me personally, I don't normally sleep as it is. I, I tend to maybe get three, four hours of sleep, but I'm usually good on that. Uh, but at this time, I was getting like maybe one or two hours of sleep a night, and I just knew something was wrong. So I, you know, scheduled an appointment with the doctor. I'm like, something's not right, doc. You know, I'm not getting a lot of sleep. Not doing this, not doing that. And so he gives me this piece of paper and, and has me fill it out, tells me to not really think too much into the questions, just answer them you know, to the best of my ability. Don't overthink it, you know. Gives me like 10, 20 minutes to sit there and, and write on the piece of paper. And of course, I finished it in like two minutes. And he said, don't think about it. So <laughs> I just read the question and answered it as soon as I could. Like those word games where you give somebody, you know, you're like, I want to say a word. Tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. And they're like, banana. And you're, you're like, tree. Or something weird like that, right? So that's how I took that test. And he, comes back in after some time had passed and, and he looks at the paper and he goes, wow, you know, you're one of the worst cases of ADHD I've ever seen. I'm like, what? There's no way. There's no way. Then I started to think about it and you know, to be honest, it made a lot of sense. I struggled through school I, I'm not really the, I'm not the smartest person out there, but I'm also not uneducated, so to speak. So I knew what the lessons were wanting. I could do the classwork. I could do the tests and stuff, but homework that it just never got done. I always felt I was smarter than the teachers and I had a chip on my shoulder the entire time through like middle school and high school because I felt like I wasn't learning anything. They were, you know, teaching from a test instead of actually teaching curriculum or something of that nature and I, I just picked up on things really quick and I still do I you know mentioned before that I, I am an electrician and you know I've been in their trade for just over two years which is not a very long time in this trade and uh, the things that I know compared to not I wouldn't say most but many uh, electricians in the in, in this trade and been in there for the same amount of time um they don't know the same amount that i do so you know i've always been able to pick up on on things quickly i i kind of consider myself a jack of all trades you know i can youtube something or google something research it for a little bit and figure it out uh or somebody gives me a little bit of a lesson on on a program and instantly become uh, not so amateur at it anymore, you know. But the thing that I was struggling with the most when I was given that diagnosis of, hey, you've got ADHD, was I'm not going to be on medication for the rest of my life. I, I don't want to do that. And of course, there's the, there's the whole stigma of the medication. You know, it turns people into zombies. It does this it does that just gets you addicted to other pills and blah 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 and so i went a very long time without 
taking medication, I just decided that it wasn't for me. And you know, as a single male in his early 20s, I had no reason to really consider taking medication. You know, knowing's half the battle. And honestly, it really helped a lot to know that I had the ADHD and, and you know, that's that's why I can't get this much sleep. That's why I have a hard time focusing or sometimes I focus too much on something, you know. And so that changed through time because I realized that there was another huge part that I was missing in the ADHD and that was emotional deregulation, which is not talked about very much when researchers are doing studies on the ADHD and the effects of it on people. And one of the big things that I would experience from the emotional deregulation is anger. And to make a very long story short, I have had a lot of anger issues in my life. Uh, I always blamed them on other people. I always blamed them on this or that. But at the end of the day, it was really my fault that I had these problems. Because if you know you have some kind of issue, you should try to fix it. And then I would never fix it. I would try to get better, try to get better. But then I met my wife, and she literally means the world to me. And I started seeing how my anger issues were affecting her. You know, then I had kids, and I started seeing how it could potentially affect them going through their lives. You know, what kind of role model am I if the smallest thing sets me off and, and then I'm just angry? What kind of thing am I going to teach my kids? And how long will my wife put up with this before she finally says, okay, look, enough is enough, and I, I can't do it anymore. So I decided to get help. And now I am on medication, and I can vouch for the fact that I'm not a zombie. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not addicted to other medications, uh, half the time I forget to take the one that I, I'm prescribed. Um, matter of fact, this morning specifically, I went out the door four times to go to work. Every single time I came back inside was to take my pill, and I forgot three of the four times, even though that was the one thing that I was supposed to remember to take. <laughs> but... Another effect that I have on myself is when I do something wrong or when I feel I have done something wrong, especially when it comes to the anger, I beat myself up a lot. And it's kind of gotten to the point where I mentally harm myself. You know, I tell myself I'm not good enough. How can I be good enough when everybody else thinks that I'm not good enough? And everybody else says that I'm just a rage machine. And that's not true. That's not what people are saying about me, at least not to my face. I, if they are, you know, I wish they'd tell me so I can try to be better. I, I know that I'm never going to be a perfect person, but I also shouldn't beat myself up. You know, mental harm is still self-harm. 
you, you may not see it physically, but a lot of people beat themselves up over past mistakes and things that even if they could control them, they can't control them now. And I could have taken advantage of the fact that I knew I had a problem that I could have gotten fixed a lot sooner. So to be honest with you, ever since I've gotten on the medication, things in my life have never been better. I have experienced loss. I have gone through the whole COVID thing like I've mentioned a few times on the podcast. But, you know, I'm feeling a lot clearer, clearer in my head, a lot more clear. I don't know how you say it. But I'm feeling better mentally, and I'm not beating myself up as much in my head about mistakes that I make. I'm able to take that step back and say, okay, look, this is what it is. You know, uh, just this morning, I went to a facility, and I was there just to pick up some items so I can do my work. And I go in there, and I'm like, hey, I need these. And so he goes and he grabs the two boxes of the material that I needed, and he points to another box. I'm like, oh, that's not going to fit in my van. And he goes, well, it needs to get out of here now. And the old me honestly would have looked at that and said, well, then you're going to have to figure out how to get it out of here because that ain't my problem. And I would have shouted out at him, did some kind of smart aleck remark, and just kind of been angry about it. But I feel like because of the medication I'm on, it gives me that second chance not to impulsively react. And I just took it with a grain of salt. In my head, I thought to myself, you know, maybe he's just having a rough morning or something. And I moved on. I didn't even think about it until you know, I'm talking about my day today. But, you know, I, I started looking in the mirror as well. I'm making a lot of changes in my life, whether it be the medication, uh, getting a hold on the mental harm that I'm doing, you know, talking to you guys through this podcast. It's a new hobby of mine, and I, it's kind of also like a self-therapy type thing. I get to just share whatever's on my mind, and, you know, it gets it off my chest. It gets it out of my head. The whole world gets to hear what what Mike's thinking, you know. I'm making those changes to be a better person because I, I feel like we can have a world where people just try to make themselves better. And I've been given a lot of chances uh, by a lot of people. And I'm trying not to break the promises that I've made, you know, to be a better person. And I think that I'm on the right path. And I may be going slow sometimes, but... You know, you got to enjoy the scenic route, right? can't just make all the changes all at once and experience everything all at once. It doesn't work that way. And so, you know, through that looking in the mirror, through that seeing things that I can improve on, I feel like everybody can do that. And the world would probably be a lot better of a place if we all just realized our, our faults and didn't dwell too much on it, just tried to solve it you know i do have a lot of anger problems that i i have been consistently working on and i'm feeling a lot better of a person because now instead of looking at the problem that i have and saying ah, i'll fix it later or 
making that promise, I'll get better, I'll get better, I'll get better, and then not doing anything, now I'm actually doing something, and I feel really good, super good. You know, I'm not harming myself mentally like I, I used to, and that's a big step in the right direction. That means that I'm doing something right. I do got to admit, though, all of the credit for the better changes that I'm making in my life, all of the credit for the good that's going on, it's all my wife. Honestly, guys, you find somebody you love, and you'll do just about anything for them. And I will do anything for her. And she is my co-pilot on this journey that I'm taking. And, you know, she's a great co-pilot too. You know, every time we get on the wrong road, she, she makes sure that we're going the right way or getting in the right lane so I'm not holding up traffic for everybody else. Because we are all on a journey. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I like sharing it with you guys. I enjoy it 100%. You know, I just recently went and did another uh, appointment for uh, the medication I'm taking for my ADHD. And um, he's like, well, did it work last month? I'm like, oh, yeah, it, it worked great. He goes, okay, I'm going to up your medication. And I want you to tell me if it does better, if it does worse, if you get the jitters. Let's just see what happens. And uh, honestly, I like the new dosage that I'm on a little bit more because it lasts longer. It doesn't wear off so early in the day. And I do feel the effects. I feel different. You know, I feel better. I, I have to, you know, check myself a lot. And I'm remembering back in my childhood days, I I remember my mom had this bookshelf. And it had this book series called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And I remember reading portions of, of all those books whenever I would get bored. And it all looked like a bunch of jumbled up words and nonsense to me. And now that I'm on this journey of... I don't know if we could call it like self-discovery or I like to call it home improvement. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the times where I could have not sweat the small stuff and it would have made it 100% better. I'm not saying that what I have done in my life is the right way to go for everybody. Of course, different things for everyone. What I am saying though is you know, we can all take a chance to look within, you know, what's that Michael Jackson song? I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Uh, we, we look in the mirror and we do it every single morning and we fix our hair, we brush our teeth. We, uh, you know, if you're a male or maybe even, even if you're a female, you know, whatever you happen to be, you know, you might trim your beard or brush your beard you know we put on makeup we put on clothes we're, we're always looking in the mirror and we're making improvements to our outer appearance but a lot of the times what 
we should be doing is making changes to our inward appearance. And that's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to be better for everyone. For myself, for my wife, for my kids, for all the people that have to deal with me on a daily basis. I do apologize for the background noise. My son is going through one of the cabinets and I'm trying to keep an eye on him and make sure that he's not getting into anything that's dangerous, but he's he's doing all right. I don't want him to put his mouth on anything makeup-wise. But, you know, I have gone through a large journey called life, and I've experienced loss. I've experienced hardship. I don't regret a single part of it. Not one bit. Every single time I've been through hardship, I've learned something new from it. You know, I may not have had the world's best childhood. I may not have had everything that I ever wanted in life. But what I did learn was the value of family and the value of friendship. I also learned how to ruin a friendship really easily. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's kind of funny how those kind of things work. You know, you, you, you have some kind of problem with, with a friend of yours. You guys have fallen out. And I am a professional at making sure that that friendship does not get rekindled, which is also kind of sad. But, I, you know, what can you do, right? Life goes on. And so I just want to take a second to appreciate everything that has been done for me in my life. You know, I, I know there's a lot of people that I can go down a long list, but... The main person I keep coming back to is is my wife. Because without her, or first of all, without her, we, there wouldn't have been a parenting episode in the podcast last week. <laughs> I wouldn't be a dad. I wouldn't see little mini-me's running around, learning how to experience the joys of everything around them. I wouldn't have really felt genuine true love if I didn't have my wife and it's that genuine true love that is really keeping me going and making me want to be a better person so there's a secret we have found the secret to a happy life just find genuine true love not stalker love not like creepy I'm outside your house in the bushes trying to get your name and your number, creepy kind of stuff. I'm talking the genuine stuff, you know, a relationship. And it can even be friendship. I have one really good friend. I have many friends, but this guy is my one best friend. That's not an insult to anybody else. That's not saying that anyone, I feel like someone's lesser. But me and this guy, we click on a whole new level. My wife jokes all the time. She calls him my girlfriend. And his wife even says, you know, I'm his girlfriend because we'll call each other all the time. We talk football. We talk life. And it's really weird because his childhood, his growing up is so similar to mine. But we are from different decades 
almost. Yeah, he's not not well. I think he was born in '89, so he's like five years older than me, which is okay. You know, age doesn't really matter when you got a good friend, and we'll probably continue to be really good friends for the rest of our lives, just because we click on it on a different level. Uh, I I want to let you guys know the school dilemma that we were having has basically been solved. We went and walked the new school and we really liked it. So we did apply to it. We're just waiting on a response. I I hope that we get into it. I like this place a lot. They are part of the school district, which is different than the preschool that my daughter's in right now. So it's all curriculum based and it's just a really nice facility. She likes where she's at, but at the same time, she really likes this other place too. So I guess there is a smaller dilemma that's in there. You know, if she does get approved, how is she going to be affected by the change, you know? Who knows? We'll we'll figure it out as we go. That's part of the whole parenting gig right you got to make decisions for your children and hope it works out for the best i do have another story for you guys it happened to me last week or early this week i think it was early this week i was instructed at my job to go walk a empty warehouse so we can get a count on on lights and see which ones need to be changed and all that and let me tell you, I don't like walking places by myself, especially when they're empty. I always get a creepy feeling. And I was right to have the creepy feeling on this one. This place was haunted. I, I swear to you, it was haunted. Um, I had to walk the entire thing because every single light was on a motion sensor. So you had to walk underneath the light for it to turn on. And there was probably like 300 lights in this place. So I'm walking through this place. And there's no light switches. There's no anything like that to turn the lights on manually. And I'm walking on one side. And on the clear other side of the building, which is not really close, the motion sensor would not have picked me up. All the lights turn on in a row, like rapidly. I freaked out. I was like screaming, hello? Anyone there? Hello? Anyone there? Um, I almost screamed. Like a high-pitched uh, baby child scream. But I did not do that. It freaked me out. I almost walked out of there and called my boss and said, I'm not counting the rest of these lights. Good luck. You can do it. This place is haunted. Because I swear there was a ghost there and I was going to be the, the next paranormal activity movie. But I toughed it out. I went through the rest of that warehouse and... and, and counted all the lights uh just looking over my shoulder i watched the show supernatural a lot uh, i love that show so i was also making sure there was no cold spots it was quite warm in that warehouse so i would have definitely noticed if i got the chills or something but you know i made it through guys i withstood a haunted warehouse 
pretty close to the month of October, in which Halloween, and I, you know, I survived it. I'm a survivor. But now we're going to do my favorite part of the podcast, and we're going to look up the Florida Man headline. You know, I should have these things pulled up ahead of time. Every time I should like write it down or something, just look it up sometime throughout the week. But I never do. I tell myself I'm going to. I write uh, notes all over the place, and then I still never remember to do it. This one is hilarious. I think this one's the best one. We're going to click on that one. The title is Naked Florida Man Humps Tree Punches Deputy. So, for those of you not familiar, uh, someone in Florida being naked and doing weird things is basically normal. Um, Oh, he was hugging and hip-thrusting a tree. That is hysterical. Uh, He was nearly hit by a car. I don't know why a car would be driving towards a tree um, as a naked man is... uh, being naughty on it but uh yeah you know you're supposed to drive on the road there's some lines that help keep you on the road i'm more worried about the person who was driving the car than i am about the guy that was on the tree um that is so he he is being charged of course with crimes but man so don't do drugs, guys. Don't go and uh, try to do adult things with trees because I don't think it works that way. I am sure that's not very satisfying. It could probably be painful depending on where you're at and what type of tree. Um, I don't know why we would be talking about types of trees in this case or anything of that nature. Just don't do it. And if you live in Florida and you're not part of those news headlines anything of that nature that is it for our florida man segment for this episode and i just want to remind you guys again that we do have new social media websites they're tagged in the anchor.fm profile page Uh, it is a facebook a twitter and an instagram Um, yeah i might post some special updates or project pictures different things like that in regards to the podcast on those so you don't want to miss out on any of the top secret information <laughs> and it's not super secret but you know if you get bored just go ahead and go give it a follow we also have a donation button if you do feel like you want to donate to the podcast nothing is ever going to be required i'm never going to ask you guys to give me money but if you feel like doing it There is a support button on the Anchor.fm page. Payments are processed through Stride, uh, which is a reputable company. No fraudulent activity, anything like that. Any money that is donated to us goes straight back towards the podcast. And it helps support making better quality videos and super awesome stuff. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Maniac Mashup. I had a lot of fun sharing some stories you guys might be able to relate to. My name's Mike, and I'll see you guys next week.